welcome to Magic and Monorail's podcast by me, Melissa and the Magic, where we focus on doing Disney differently and sharing parks experiences throughout the Orlando area. Thank you so much for joining my community, and if you don't already follow me on TikTok, Instagram, or YouTube, please head to those channels at Melissa and the Magic. Each episode will have a feature on those platforms, and they'll all offer something different. I usually do a lot of my giveaways on Instagram, and most of my silly moments are shared on TikTok. YouTube will be a really great place for you to see my face and interact and watch those long video episodes of my podcasts. Feel free to email me or DM with any content requests as well. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, you guys. Season two, Magic and Monorails podcast, and I have got a lot for you today, so we're just going to jump right in. I am going to be sharing a lot about our experiences of now having been in Florida for almost a year. It's kind of crazy. We've got a couple months left until we hit our one-year mark, and the magic has definitely changed. The magic is not gone, but the magic has definitely changed here. I also am going to share a bit about Magic and Monorails Co. rebranding. I'm going to share a lot about the shop update and also tips that I've implemented not only being a small business, but also being a local. So let's get into it. Moving to the magic, the changes. Oh my gosh, you guys, I, I will say, um, a big part of my rebranding is because I definitely lost myself. I needed to find my routine again. I needed to make sure that I was focused on my family first and adjusting and that was really challenging to do with my ADHD brain on top of figuring out a new city, having to drive almost three hours a day to get Amia to and from school. And there were just a lot of challenges and changes that we've had to make. So I'm so thankful that I took this time to rest and reset because I would not be where I am today. And I also think that sometimes these lulls in our life need to happen because that's God saying, slow down reset, rethink, but also put me first, put your family first, and then things will fall back into place. And I really feel that's where I'm at right now. So this is a lot moving to the magic. Um, the changes have been pretty significant. We no longer have that packing for Disney pumped up excitement. I no longer cry when I see the castle. I have a lot of mixed feelings about moving to the magic. Um, The magic is not gone, but the magic has changed. And that's kind of our family saying. And the more and more I listen to local creators, the more I recognize the things that they're saying in myself, which is this, this is not a bad move. It's just not what they thought it was going to be. And I'm going to fully stand by that. I thought I was going to want to be in the parks every single day. I thought I would have the energy for it. I definitely did not. We also live, you know, 30 to 45 minutes away, depending on traffic. And I'm going to be honest with you. If you have a kid or if you have animals or a spouse or a full-time job living any more than like 15 to 20 minutes outside of the parks, y'all just, it's not realistic to get there even every other day. Um, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it unless like you're on drugs or a ton of caffeine. Like, I don't know. 
anybody that does it that lives more than 30 minutes away from the parks. And I just really, really think that if you're moving and you want to be fully immersed in the theme park culture, that you should really consider living as close as possible, which means you're going to be paying more. Now, my husband has reminded me that while we're still almost an hour out from Disney, we're closer to Disney than we were when we lived in Wisconsin. And that honestly is a really great reminder. And I'm so thankful for that. I will definitely say that we love living in Orlando. We love living downtown. I would not trade that for the world. It does make getting to Disney very challenging. We are luckily only 15 minutes from Universal and we do have valet parking. So that makes a huge difference for us. And we do go to Universal more than I thought we would. And again, I'm thankful for those experiences, but there's definitely something that has shifted in the last couple of months where we're now considering potentially exploring more of a beach city because we own DVC. It would make sense for us to really kind of get some of that magic back by staying on property if we stayed on property more, if that makes sense. So those are just some of the things that we as a family have noticed that we really are starting to explore now that we've been here for a while. We also have decided to make the plunge to homeschool Amia. I'm really nervous. I'm nervous, excited. Um, this is something that we've been praying about for quite a while and we found some really awesome curriculum as well as mixing in some of our own, you know, techniques of homeschooling in the past. And that's just something that I think will really allow us more flexibility as far as really creating our brand as a family, as well as just really focusing on the needs of Amia and really just being there for her and supporting her throughout this change and these challenges. So I cannot wait to start that. Obviously, summer is going to hit. We're not going to start in the summer. We're going to kind of decompress. Um, we have recognized as a family that while we very much appreciate the opportunities that private schooling has given to us, and we really, really appreciate you know the things that people have done for us and the financial aspect of it, we're so thankful that we're able to do that for our daughter and for our family. But we've also recognized that if we reallocated a lot of the tolls and the gas and just the time that we spend driving her to and from school, um, we could do a lot more experiences for her that where she's at right now mentally is going to be better off for her in the long run. So I cannot wait to start implementing the parks into our homeschooling curriculum. And I'm going to be sharing that with you guys. And I'm really, really excited because I think this is a big question that a lot of families do ask me. Um, and I think that this is a big step that a lot of families want to take. They just don't know how. So this podcast is going to be more immersive in the, in our how to of our everyday life. As, as I've always shared, this podcast never is going to really cover Disney or Universal Parks news or even, you know, the news just happenings in Florida. This really is about my personal experiences. I would say you could even treat it as like a, a vocal blog. <laughs> I know there's a term for it, but I'm blanking right now. I will start doing better at using YouTube and recording video podcasts because I know that's a really great way to connect with y'all. But again, 
really sharing our personal experiences, our how-tos of day-to-day life at Disney, Universal, homeschooling, you name it, how we involve theme parks in our lives, as well as the brand is super important for me to share with you guys. So let's talk about the rebranding and what my plans are moving forward. Season one was focused on being family friendly. While that's super important to me, I'm going to be real here. I curse. I get crazy. I love to have a glass of wine or even coffee with my guests when they're on. And I just need to remind myself that while every family is uniquely amazing, I recognize the more and more that I submerse myself around family-friendly stuff, especially here in Florida, um, that that definitely is different than how I run my family. And so I want to honor that and I want to say, you know what, my podcast is not family-friendly anymore. I will involve family-friendly things and family-friendly episodes in my podcast and they will be marked with like the asterisk, the star, and it will say family-friendly. I will involve Amia in my podcast because I know a lot of my friends and family loved listening to Amia share her experiences. And especially when it comes down to neurodivergent, sensory-friendly experiences, I want to make sure that I push out that content, including her, because I have had so many people say, my kiddo was so excited to do XYZ because they heard Amia share about it instead of listening to an adult just yap about what their child's experience was. So while that's still super important to me, that's not going to be the main focus anymore because those that know me know I love everybody, but I love being authentic. And while that last season, season one was truly authentic, I was not necessarily even censoring myself. It just was like the vibe that I was giving myself. I also need to recognize that I've evolved as a podcast host and I've evolved as a, as a human and a business owner. And what that means is, is that when I continue to say I'm going to be authentic and share my real thoughts, that means that, um, uncensored is essentially something that is kind of (laughs) true to me as much as I am working on cursing. It's just a part of sometimes the momentum and the feeling that I have. Um, that also means honestly, including my faith and including, um, things that we've prayed over and things that have started me and gotten me to where I am, such as my Disney devotionals. So I will be sharing about that as well. I I like to consider myself an imperfectly perfect person, but I'm also well-rounded and I'm also cultured and I try to continue to push myself. And, you know, grace is just what I ask during this, this growing I wouldn't even call it a pain, but during this growing portion of my life. So the last personal update that I am going to give about my shop is that I have kind of rebranded. I am now Magic and Monorails by Melissa and the Magic. I have prayed over this for months. I have thought about starting a new TikTok, starting a new Instagram page that was just Magic and Monorails. And y'all, every time I've prayed about it, it I've been stopped in my tracks. That is just not possible for one person to do. I cannot give full attention and engage the way that I want to and create a true community the way I want to in this moment in time. And I know everyone says, well, if you don't start now, it's going to be hard to start in the future. 
I totally agree with that. And that's why I have just decided that my LLC, which is Melissa and the Magic, is just going to be essentially Magic and Monorails Co. Magic and Monorails operated by Melissa and the Magic. The reason being is, is because my podcast and my shop is truly meant to be a community and part of my day-to-day life. And separating the two just doesn't make sense because I am the brand. The brand is me. And while I would love for this to be a legacy brand someday, it's also a reality that my daughter doesn't love Disney as much as I do. My husband doesn't love Disney as much as I do. They don't love the parks as much as I do for their own reasons, you know? Um, and that's totally okay. And so I need to stop just worrying so much on the future. I need to focus on making a mark for people. And I ask myself this question very often. It's like, what am I doing with my life? Am I doing something that's fulfilling? Am I doing something that's genuinely making people's lives better? And that's why I became a first responder. And I think that being out of that work for the last couple of months has really been weighing heavy on me. Um, but I am I'm not a very materialistic person. While I appreciate my name brand stuff and while I so appreciate the finer things in life, I feel like sometimes we focus so much on the newest ears or the newest lounge fly that we aren't focusing on connection and community. And if those things make you happy, then frick all to you. Like, I love that for you. They did make me happy at one point, but they no longer make me happy. And it's not because I don't enjoy or appreciate them or love them for other people. It's because God is just seriously sitting me down and saying like, you need to get back to your roots, which is helping people. And this is the way that I'm doing it. I am showing that you can run a small business and you don't have to have 15 different Instagrams, two different TikToks, five different emails. It can be your life and you can be proud of it and not let it consume you and overwhelm you by having one handle and including the sprinkles and the pixie dust throughout your day-to-day life. And I'm going to stick to that. I truly am because I'm kind of going to be a blend of like influencer slash small business slash podcast host. And by no means do I want to have three different handles for all of that. Um, I also will say my issues with my self-drive and my self-care have been primarily connected to needing to come up with a good routine for my family and also recognize that my ADHD has completely been kind of reset. And I think as a woman with ADHD, who's been essentially brushed off by any practitioner possible, um, I have learned to manage my ADHD back in Wisconsin. I had not learned to manage it here. I have all of these ideas. I've shared these ideas with even some of my ambassadors that I had last year. And I was so excited for the idea, these ideas. And I was so excited to involve them. Um, the ideas halted because it didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel like it was the right time. I felt like I was pressured to put out new product when I wasn't ready. And to be honest with you, I may never be ready, but I think the biggest part of having ambassadors and having people behind you, not only is to spread the awareness of your product, but to be a family of accountability. You know, it's my job to hold them accountable for promoting product, but it's also honestly, um, 
the community that I need to encourage me and hold me accountable for putting out the product as well. And I know some people may say, well, you know, as a business professional, that shouldn't be a challenge, but the more transparent that I'm seeing a lot of these influencers being about, I'm rushing to get deadlines done. I think that we just need to recognize and give each other grace that it is normal to have lulls and it is normal to be stuck and need that encouragement and almost um, accountability as a small business owner because we are one person and we thrive off of being around people who want to see us succeed. And so along with my shop update, I have restructured a lot of things and I'm not ready to release them yet because I've learned a lot over the last year that I loved and that I definitely did not love. And I think that the biggest thing was, is like rebranding and getting a new logo that was kind of instrumental throughout my shop, as well as my podcast and something that I can use on my Instagram page and be proud of it. And I think I finally landed on something that's super simple. I, y'all, I am not a color person. I don't love color. And I also know that like Disney and the vibes of Disney definitely attract like color magic. You think of bright colors. And so it took me a long time to land to where I am and just honestly like bless and release what I think I should be and just start being fully me, whether or not, um, I'm going to be honest. I was just stuck too much on people's feedback and, and validation that I wasn't happy with the things that I was doing because I was doing things for other people. And I think that as a business owner, that gets really challenging because you do things for other people because you want them to engage in your content. You want them to, you know, support your brand and buy your merch. And at the end of the day there, I know that there's more people out like out there like me because I see the people wearing the skull t-shirts with the Mickey ears. I see that those are my people. And I'm recognizing that while I love the light and fluffy stuff and I have tons of friends who are in that light and fluffy poofy dress community, that just is not me. That is sure as shit, not me. And I need to stop thinking that it's going to be because it makes me feel good. And I love seeing it. Um, it doesn't make me feel good doing it as a person. You know, I don't love putting on those puppy dresses. I really don't. While I'll do it once in a while, that's just not my thing anymore. And I'm okay with that. The last thing I want to touch on is my shop update and what's going to be happening. And I've said this multiple times before, and I'm just going to be really fucking transparent here. I am worried about people stealing my shit because I see it all the time. And I have a few things that nobody has done. Literally nobody. I've scoured Shopify, Etsy, XYZ. I have spent for months now in this deep, dark hole of being worried about putting my product out there because of people stealing my ideas. And that's just the damn truth of it. And I just either need to get over it and share my ideas and be proud of what I'm doing and just know that they're so amazing that people are going to want to support me. But when I constantly see videos of t on TikTok of people literally like stealing someone's voice or being fake or even like, oh, I saw this on Etsy and I'm going to make it myself instead of supporting this small business, that does get a little challenging for me to continue the momentum. So that being said, there has just been a lot of kind of imposter syndrome feeling. Honestly, worry has been a big thought because I 
have so many products that I'm really ready to introduce because I know people need them. Um, and I just feel like the timing is off because I'm such a small creator and I'm such a small business that I do have the worry because it does happen. I mean, look, even Disney, you know, people copy Disney designs. Um, so that's just something that I really need some prayers about because I'm really stuck right now. And I'm going to be honest, while I love the straw toppers, I don't love making them all the time because they take almost five days to fully make. And I'm just such a small business that I can't have 50 straw toppers on hand ready to ship. Um, but I've also invested into a lot of the glitters that, you know, essentially I I've used to make some of these products. Some of my toppers, I've not even sold one of. So I think what I might just do is I might just do like a $5 topper sale where I just kind of do a closeout sale and only keep my best selling ones. Um, and just kind of go from there. I think that a lot of people have found my shop through Instagram. I'm just having a hard time like getting people to engage and tag me and my close friends and my ambassadors did it, but the people that have purchased my product, um, I've only had a handful out of hundreds of people that have, you know, enjoyed my toppers and it gets frustrating because I don't want people just to go to my shop and buy my product. Like I want them to continue to engage with me. So I think the one thing that I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start having people submit their Instagram to me and I'm going to connect with them and I'm going to check in with them and I want them to post pictures. Um, so I think that, you know, encouraging that it's not just a transaction. Like I truly want to see how your trip is going. I want to see how my items have made your trip magical. And that's not just Disney, right? That's universal or anything, anything to do in Orlando. Like I'm also learning. I also want to go try new restaurants. And so if I'm involved with people's personal Instagrams, that's just only going to help me succeed as a business owner, as well as, um, you know, just con continuing the community that I've planned to make. So let's get into something that you could consider an ick or icks. Um, this has been kind of trending a lot on TikTok right now, and I just thought it would be kind of funny slash real serious to share about some of the things that I have seen in the parks that, especially being a local and coming coming to the parks, um, I have some thoughts that I just want to get out there. Yes, I am a local. Yes, I may get more chances to experience things than you have in my one day than you probably will in your entire life. I understand that your kid, it's their first time at Disney or it's your first time at Disney. What, what people need to realize is even though we're locals and even though we're adults, we still may have not experienced the parade. I'm going to be honest with you. I have not seen festival of fantasy from beginning to end ever. Um, there just hasn't been a right moment. So if you are going to shove your kid in front of me or shove yourself in front of me because you want your kid to see the parade, you are ruining my experience too. I cannot stress this enough. I have not seen the parade in full because every single freaking time I go and try to do it and I get a good spot and I'm sitting there relaxing, drinking my coffee or doing whatever I'm trying to do, having a chill day. I understand Disney's not chill, but when you physically touch me to move me out of the way or to shove your kid in front of me, we have a problem. Um, 
I'm just trying to set this understanding that just because we are an adult doesn't mean that it's not more special. And coming from me being a parent, I will 100% fucking tell you that your child will not remember it as much as I will. So while I fully believe in immersive experiences shaping our children, you're also teaching them that that is okay to A, put your hands on somebody and shove them out of the way, um, and B, that your experience is more important than somebody else's. Unacceptable to me, please stop doing it. And I know most of the people that'll hear this probably don't do it anyways, but I'm all about just like putting the energy out in the world and talking about the things that might be controversial because to me, this is just not acceptable. Um, if you have a adult conversation with me and say, give me your sob story, so to speak, I still don't have to give up my spot for you. And I just want to make that very clear. There's also something that might be seem controversial, um, when it comes to being asked in the parks is people asking me to take their pictures. I take this very seriously, partially because number one, when I'm at the parks, I am there to get stuff done for myself, for my brand, or I'm there to do something, which is do nothing. And when people interrupt me and ask me for a photo and I politely decline, I want it to be understood that it's not just, it's not you, it's me. I am respecting my time. I am either in the middle of something. I am there to work. I am there to decompress. And I am there so often that if I said yes to every person that asked me, I would be taking pictures of everybody all the time. And sometimes I do say yes, but I'm going to be honest. A lot of the times, especially lately, I say no. And the biggest picture is, is my husband is a photographer. I have shot with him or shoot for him sometimes. And I would like to consider myself fairly skilled in that department. And there are a lot of people who are like, Oh, can you take my picture? I'll take one for you. If I take their picture, I'll just decline because nine times out of 10, my tripod can take a better photo than they can. Um, and I, I just, it's, it's disingenuine to me. I don't need to do something for you to get something in return. I will take it if I feel called to do so, or I will take it if I'm in the mentality to take a kick-ass picture, but I am truly there in the parks to make connections. If I'm going to take your photo and I want to connect with you, I'm going to ask for Instagram. I'm going to ask to be tagged. I'm going to ask because I put so much thought and care into my photos and my angles and making it special for you. And furthermore, again, we do park photo shoots. We do stuff for families, for friends in the parks. And that is my business. And while you're asking me to do it on your phone, I guarantee that my phone picture is going to be just as great, if not better than your phone picture when you, you know, highly edit it or whatever you're going to do to make it look great. I'm just trying to say that before I rambled too much, that I had take so much pride in the things that I do and the interactions that I make with people, that photography and taking a picture of you in front of the castle means so much to me that if I'm not in the right space mentally, or if I just really don't want to, I'm not going to. And I think that there are so many PhotoPass photographers around that you can just spend the money 
and get a PhotoPass photographer to get that family pic family picture because I I do think that if it's that important to you, then you'll spend the money on it. And my biggest thing is is like since I am a professional and I am trying to make a community that me doing these things for free in the parks and um, almost being expected because I'm sitting in front of the castle is kind of crazy. And the more and more I go to the parks because I am local, the more often it happens and it definitely does burn me out. And again, by no means do I think I'm better than anybody to do that. I'm happy to do it. I think it's just the reaction that I get when I say, no, I'm sorry, but there's a photo pass photographer right there. Um, you know, I think that that is something that's really interesting. Um, it's that hard balance of I'm, I do want to build a community and I want to be nice to everybody that I interact with. But I think that we're, we do often confuse being nice with being authentic in that moment. If I'm in the middle of doing something for myself and I only have an hour at the parks because I have to go pick up my kiddo from school, or I only gave myself an hour of working time and I'm being interrupted. Um, that's just something that we need to normalize a little bit more. I think that it's hard because I do want to connect with as many people as possible, but sometimes I'm just not in the mind space to do that. The last thing I want to touch on is um, running in the parks. I don't know, again, if it's because I have been at the parks more lately than ever, but the amount of running I see and the amount of pushing that I see has become astronomical. Y'all, it is a freaking ride. It is a fucking person in a costume. You do not need to run, shove, push, argue about, I have never seen this person before. I've never seen this character before. Like, let's go. I have been in the parks enough with enough different families. Every single time I am with a family that tells their kid to hustle up to make a ride, I want to. I want to vomit. It is so ridiculous. I cannot express this enough. Your children do not enjoy it. Telling them to hustle and run to get to a ride, trust me, they're not having fun. It is not a good look. It is not safe in the parks either. Take your time. I understand rope drop is like a hustle, but please be aware that if you have young children, rope drop is probably not for you. I cannot stress this enough all of these people that try to cram stuff in, you are missing the magic. You are missing the experience. And if you're the type of person that wants to check things off your list, I'm going to let you know, you're going to be sorely upset because rides go down, things happen, experiences change, and you just need to learn to like take a breath and to stop marking your checklist and to stop putting that pressure on yourself and your kids. It is so stressful to watch. I cannot tell you the amount of breakdowns that I see that could be avoided by because parents just need to learn to take a chill pill. I also will say I was that parent hands freaking down. I was that parent. I was trying to maximize my dollar. I was trying to teach my kid how to appreciate things. I was trying to give us the best experience possible. Looking back, especially with a neurodivergent child, the only thing that I can tell you is if your child is telling you to slow down, if your child is telling you they're tired at Disney, listen and either leave or take a break and stop shoving it down their throat because it's annoying for everybody to watch. It's annoying for you. It's annoying for your kids. You're going to have a breakdown. Please, please, please just slow down. Just slow down. I Trust me. 
your dollar that you're spending is going to feel more well spent when you have a happy kiddo. So I'm going to touch base on some final tips that I've been implementing in my day-to-day life as a new local, but also I think that no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing with your life, with your business, these are some tips that I think are really going to be valuable for success and for consistency and honestly for mental health and well-being. Number one is I do not touch my phone in the morning until my daughter is off to school. And while that's going to change when we homeschool, I still think that I need that buffer. We have our phones attached to us at all times, especially being a creator. I record everything. Everything is content. (laughs) I think that waking up and checking your phone in the morning is the biggest mistake that you could ever make. I will say if you do research on brain function and using electronics first thing in the morning, especially the news or TikTok or something that involves you, like something that's not just like meditation music or even an uplifting podcast, like just, I get that you're trying to get your brain motivated and going for the day, but the best thing you can do for your brain is give it silence. Especially with me, I have ADHD you are overstimulating your brain right away. That is not a good thing. And I encourage you to Google it and just kind of look into all of that. It's very important to me to no longer use my phone right away in the morning. The second is spend time with Jesus, sit down with my Bible and drink some coffee. That may not be for you. If it's not totally cool. Um, Grab your coffee, grab your drink, step outside, take a deep breath, Meditate over the things that you want for your life, for your day, whatever. I cannot express this enough. Manifesting your goals and your dreams are super important to your success. Again, um, I have so many tools that I've been implementing the last couple of weeks that I 100% will say it is the truth. I went from being in a lull in a slump to all of a sudden, like being motivated, having 20 podcast episodes outlined and ready to go. And I did this all in an hour. So you may ask what changed that changed. I have set procedures in place now that I follow that only take an hour of my day. And one of those things is praying over the things that I want for my life and also praying for the things that are happening in my life. I think it's very important to be thankful for the things that you are afforded in life. So going back to goals, planning out your goals, using a planner, talking to your friends and family about your goals. Again, that accountability. I know for myself that I have found that the friends that I involve in my goals and when I tell them I have a product idea and they don't follow up with me on it, it's not a them thing. I get that. Like I'm not relying on them to hold me accountable, but it's definitely a very interesting shift when you have the friends who do follow up with you and who do pray for you or encourage you for those new products, for those new things that you're trying, that you want to do. And they want to see you succeed because they're telling you, you need to do it in the best ways possible. Or they're saying, Hey, I'm just checking in. Like you said, you were going to do this. Like what's going on? Like, are you all good? Can I help you with something? The ones that make you feel good for almost failing because you haven't done it yet. The ones that are here for you by following up, not because they think, hey, you're lazy, you're slacking, 
because I have people like that. And I actually had people that I thought were going to be really great friends who are locals, who are not great friends because they're more focused on themselves and how either they can get ahead or how they can use X, Y, Z to get ahead. And that's fine. That's also how life works. That's how business works. But the friends that don't live local or that do even that are following up out of a thoughtful place, out of a place of accountability, out of a place of let's help each other instead of a, Oh my gosh, like you talked about this a year ago and you still haven't done it. Like what's going on? I have been able to very quickly decipher those two types of people and slowly the types of people that I need to be in their life and they need to be in my life are emerging. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, one of the things that I've been doing is like the hour power hour or power hour, one hour, which is power hour. I really have it down to a science where I try to engage with 10 new profiles, whether that's like liking their stuff, commenting on videos, even following 10 new people I'm trying to connect with, um, posting my videos, looking ahead to the next day, deleting old content from my phone, creating that space, all of those things plus more I can do in an hour. That is super crucial because it's hard for me to focus. So if I set my outline and I have my little checklist in front of me, I'm not only doing what I want to do, which is engaging and creating a community. I'm not taking the entire day to do it. The last thing that somebody shared with me is my good friend had shared. You need to record your videos and your content and you're going to press record and keep recording and in your head, you're going to use verbiage that you would probably voice over in a video. So what that means is, is you are going to sit and record the length of a video for the length that you would talk over it. Because I had told her, I said, I feel so uncomfortable sharing or sitting here recording stuff because people stare like this is not comfortable for me. She gave me the best advice. And if you don't follow her, go follow her. It's destinations by Dara D A R A. She said, when you're recording, what you want to do is you want to sit and record. And as you're recording, it's going to be so much easier to not feel awkward and to record the length of video that you need for quality content and for editing as if you were saying it out loud in that moment. And you can honestly say it out loud in that moment because you're going to be probably recording over it anyways. But that was so helpful to me because now if I'm recording my food, if I'm recording my food and I want to describe how it tastes, the cost, where it's from, how long it took me, a two second video is not going to cut it. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to record over my plate. I'm going to pan over every single object. And in my head, I'm going to say, oh, this was the French fries. It was very salted. It wasn't salted enough. They were cold. They were soggy. This is the main meal. This was the barbecued chicken. This is how it tasted. It was dry. It wasn't dry. The barbecue was sweet. It was sour. It was smoky. Then I'm going to move on to the drink. You need to pretend in your head that this is what you're going to say in your voiceover. And then you're going to be able to record long enough video for quality content to be able to edit in the future. Y'all, this has been a game changer to me. And it also, because I am so ADHD, I have conversations with myself in my head all the freaking time. So this worked so perfect for me and it has been a huge game changer on how I do my videos. 
I have been doing a lot more food reviews because my TikTok followers want to see that. I have been sharing a lot about my daughter's um, ghost spider birthday theme. That's going to be next week's episode. Also, how I put that together. We have so much stuff that we want to share. Our family is so passionate about celebrations and themes and experiences. And I sometimes just spiral because I have so much I want to share and I do so much that I just run out of time. So I am going to be more thoughtful on how I share things. I might just do mini episodes just to get my, you know, just to surprise y'all and get stuff out there. Um, but leading into next week's episode, I am so excited to share with you my daughter's ghost spider, spider Gwen, Spider-Man character, universal themed birthday party. We do not love having characters plastered all over paper plates, napkins, table runners, whatever. We like the colors. We like to scheme things, themes, color scheme, color theme, and characters will have a subtle addition to the experience. I will say this is the most I have used characters in the 10 years that I've hosted birthday parties with her. And honestly, the first couple years, there were no characters at all. It was just a theme. So for me, this was a little out of my comfort zone, but because I was going simpler on the overall decorations throughout our apartment and, you know, through the experience and because we were going to Universal and I didn't want to necessarily go all out in decorations, I figured a little bit more of the kind of in-your-face character um, theming was going to be exciting for my daughter. So I'm super excited to share that with you next week. Season two is going to be chocked full of of moments, of experiences, talking about dining experiences, I am going to start essentially blending everything together. So if my podcast is talking about Florida local stuff, my TikTok and my Instagram is going to be doing the same thing. It's going to be very cohesive. I am going to stop making extra work for myself and I'm going to start being more in the moment and more cohesive throughout the three platforms. Hopefully four, YouTube's coming soon, videos coming soon as far as like recording the podcasts. While I love recording my podcast in my bed, looking like a scrub, I also realized that if I wanna create a really solid community, showing you and showing up in those moments is going to be the most important and valuable. So I'm ready to do it. Um, so as I said, next week is going to be the Spider Gwen Ghost Spider theme birthday party how-to kind of breakdown on our experience throughout the day. We also met Spider-Man, so going to share a little bit about that. I have been going to the wrong spot the entire time that I've gone to Universal, hoping to see Spider-Man. Never did. Well, there's why. It's because I was going to the wrong spot. The next couple weeks, I am starting my main attraction movie nights. Disney's 50th is ending. It is going away. So I created some really fun movie nights to essentially pay homage to the awesome experiences that we've had, really get down to the roots of the main attractions from those, from opening year, so to speak, from 1971 in Disney World. And I'm so excited to share those with you guys. We did our first one last night and we're just going to keep plugging away because Guess what? I'm a procrastinator and I should have done this a while ago because these are such awesome ideas, but I figured, you know what? A lot of people did like the 50th. They wanted more from the 50th. They felt like the 50th didn't serve its purpose. So this is my little addition to that and also just making it even more special. 
Then lastly, I will be diving into my Disney devotionals again. Again, focusing on movies and experiences in your home, sharing the Disney magic, making it super special. And I cannot wait to do that because the Disney devotionals is where it, it all started for me. It's where my TikTok journey started. It gave some, me something to look forward to every day, something to share with community. And I made some really awesome friends through it. And that's just something that I'm so excited to get back to because again, it's just me. It screams Melissa. It screams my faith and everything else that, you know, I encompass on this journey of being a, a Disney local, being a Florida local. And I just want to thank you for being along through the journey until next week. I cannot wait to share how I do Disney differently and sharing magic with you every step of the way.